By law students. For past, present, and future law students. Bringing you information to help your career. This is The Law School Show with Rishi and Chris. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Chris, my man, how you doing? Do pretty well at the time of this recording. It is Sunday evening, so I've got that kind of low Sunday vibe about me, which is cool. Are you feeling ready for the upcoming week? Always. Born ready, Rish. Born ready. That's what I like to hear, my man. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling excellent, actually. Feeling really good. You know what? You did look rested. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a good week and good weekend, so I'm looking forward for the upcoming one now. Can't tell you how happy that makes me. But... Enough about you. Let's bottom line this podcast. Let's bottom line this episode. Today is all things OBA, the Ontario Bar Association. And if you are a law student in Ontario, you should be a member of the OBA. It takes 300 seconds to complete your membership. It is free. And there is a ton of value. That value is exactly what today's guests are talking about. They explain it in perfect detail. Who we got today? We got Mr. David Stearns. He's the second vice president of the Ontario Bar Association, as well as a lawyer with Sotos LLP. And we've got Mr. Nicholas Joubert. He is a second year at the University of Ottawa and holds the position of the Common Law English OBA Ambassador. Exactly. This episode is filled with a lot of great information, but before we get into that, we have a couple of quick announcements. We launched our website last week. It's thelawschoolshow.com. Check it out. Definitely check it out. Also, go to iTunes. Subscribe. Get maximum access to career forwarding information directly to your personal device. Also, leave a comment. Yeah. And uh, share the information about the podcast with one of your friends. Because spreading the word allows us to get better reach and bring better guests on the show. Definitely. Best way you can support. So that's it, I think. Reese, you got anything else? That's it. Without any further ado, here's our conversation with the Ontario Bar Association. All right. Good afternoon, gentlemen. A snowy Saturday in Ottawa. I've got Nick and David here from the OBA, as well as, I mean, Rishi, as always. How's everyone doing? Good, good. We're doing well. Doing all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, by way of voice identification, you guys know Rishi and Chris, but uh, Nick, yes, why, why don't you absolutely. introduce yourself? So I'm uh, Nicholas Joubert. I'm the law school student ambassador for the Ontario Bar Association at the University of Ottawa. I'm representing the English Common Law Program. And I'm David Stearns, and uh, according to my Twitter profile, I'm a, a Leafs fan. <laughs> I am a second vice president of the Ontario Bar Association, and I'm a lawyer who practices in the area of class actions, in that order. Perfect. That's a really good intro. Yeah, especially from Twitter. Uh, so can you, for, for, for David, so how are you involved with the OBA? How long have you been part of the OBA? And what's your role now? Like, what does second vice president actually mean? Uh, I looked at my OBA card the other day, and it said I was, uh, I've been a member since 1994. Wow. Um, which means that somebody probably put my name down on something back when I was in, I was a, a lawyer for my first year. Um, didn't really think about it much. Uh, because at the time the firm paid for everything and, uh, you know, I thought I had it made because I was working at a big firm and, uh, you know, life was good and I didn't have to really think about anything and, well, what's this OBA thing? Okay, sure, put me down for it. Um, then life has its ways of uh, changing 
your plans and your destinies. And uh, uh, so the big firm route was not for me after a while. It probably, yeah. I probably wasn't for it either. So okay. um, after a couple of years, I was uh, looking for another position and um, fortunately ended up uh, joining the place which I still am at uh, about 20 years later, and I love it. Um, where does the OBA fit into all that? Well, um, when I joined my current firm, my then boss, current partner, uh, told me, you know, if you're going to get involved with something, do it. Like, get involved on the leadership side of it. And I thought, well, what, what, what can I do that, you know, I can be a leader in? And uh, Anyway, we started talking about the OBA, and it seemed like a, a fairly welcoming organization. Um, but I uh, didn't really think about it too much because I was too focused on the practice and trying to learn what being a lawyer was all about mm -hmm. um, and having kids and all that. Um, and that was back, I guess, in a time when uh, the legal world wasn't quite as, uh, uh, I guess, disruptive as you might call it now. And you could kind of think that you were going to just stick to what you were doing and you didn't really have to worry too much about socialization and all that. But uh, after about eight or nine years, I started thinking, well, you know what? I've sort of got being a lawyer, not down pat, but I at least know what I'm doing, I think. Um, <laughs> so I need to expand my horizons. And uh, I knew a couple of people who were on the civil litigation section of the OBA. So I figured, okay, what the hell, I'll give it a try. And showed up for a couple of meetings. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, the discussions were very, very interesting. Um, we were talking about things that uh, really weren't part of my day-to-day -day life uh, and uh, wanted to get more involved. So... One thing led to another, um, yeah. and uh, lo and behold, now I'm second vice president, which means that uh, I'm two heartbeats away from being the president of the OBA <laughs> in, in uh, 2016. Two years, yeah. Yeah, in two more years. So, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It was, I, I won that in a free and democratic election, too. I'll, I'll have, you know. So it wasn't a lottery <laughs> thing, though? No, it wasn't a lottery. It wasn't a lottery. <laughs> That's awesome. Nick, how'd you get involved with the OBA? Sure, that's, that's a, a great question. I'm originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and uh, I moved to, to Ottawa to, to kickstart my, my legal career in, at the University of Ottawa. And uh, I've been involved with the Canadian Bar Association uh, for, for a little while, um, having family members been involved in that organization. So I've seen growing up as a kid the, uh, the networking opportunities, the, the, the CBA family or the OBA family, as, as they call it, um, and it's, it was just a natural progression for me. The second thing I did after getting accepted into law school was to sign up for the Canadian Bar Association and, and the Ontario Bar Association. So that's how I got involved, technically speaking. Um, the reason why I took that step was because of uh, everything that David just said. I, I want to aspire to get that experience that I wouldn't otherwise get in, the, in my practice and, and in law school. Um, and so I got involved with the student uh, division. And... Uh, it's a great way to, to kickstart your to sorry to kickstart your your OBA career. Um, I've met lots of people. Uh, I've been working on some really interesting projects, and uh, I'm hoping to, to one day achieve the uh, same success as, as David has <laughs> with the OBA. Just don't try to do it the same way I did. It, it won't work. It won't work. So I understand, uh, Nick, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. So CBA has about thirty six thousand lawyers. Right. Uh, like right. two-thirds of all lawyers across Canada are part of the CBA. Yes. And then the OBA is a subsidiary of the CBA and has about 17,000 lawyers. Absolutely. So the, the Canadian Bar Association is the national branch. Okay. Uh, and each of the provinces and territories have their own um, provincial branches, obviously the Ontario Bar Association being 
Ontario's, uh, but there's also the Nova Scotia Bar Association, the Manitoba Bar Association, British Columbia Bar Association, and they all work together to uh, achieve the, the goals of the, the CBA, but at the same time addressing those regional, provincial uh, issues and, and uh, policy objectives that, that are unique to those provinces. I get it. Yeah. So, our, so just so that our listeners know, our goal today is to really figure out what are the advantages for students joining the Ontario Bar Association. So before we really jump into that, if you guys want to, one of you want to give us a highlight of what's the mandate of OBA, what is OBA, what does OBA do, uh, and we'll start off with that question. The OBA, I hope everyone knows this by now because we've been calling it the OBA for about 15 minutes. It's the Ontario Bar Association, and it's a branch of the Canadian Bar Association. And it is, uh, it is the representative of the profession. We call it the voice of the profession. And it's distinct from the Law Society of Upper Canada. A lot of people uh, confuse the two organizations. The Law Society regulates lawyers, and the OBA advocates for lawyers. Um, so we have um, we have different sections. One of them is um, we do professional development and CLE. Um, another one is we advocate to the government, and we advocate to the Law Society. Um, on behalf of lawyers, and uh, we also um, are sort of the first organization that's called when the media want to know uh, the, what is the view of the legal profession about something. Um, and so we fulfill a very important role. Um, what makes us strong is the, the number of members that we have. Um, and it's a voluntary organization. No one's required to join. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, still, I would say about... Uh, half of the practicing bar in Ontario is a member, and so uh, we like to think that we're we're adding value and we're uh, we're advocating the interests of lawyers effectively. Um, we also have judges within the OBA, uh, law students, articling students, so we mm -hmm. do cover the gamut. But primarily, we are uh, we are the advocates for the lawyers. What are a few examples of the interests of lawyers today? Well, there. Let's talk about um, uh, alternative business uh, strategies. Have you heard about that? ABS. No. A ABS no. is sort of uh, one of the big topics that's out there now in the legal community. And that has to do with opening up the practice of law to non-lawyers. Um, and uh, that includes uh, things like insurance companies buying interests in law firms. Mm. Um, Walmart potentially practicing mm. law. Uh, this is an area of great concern, obviously, to our members. Our members are obviously, you know, extremely concerned about the implications. Uh, the Law Society has made it known that they are looking very carefully at expanding the uh, the role of non-lawyers in, in the delivery of legal services mm -hmm. for the simple reason that they think this is somehow connected to um, uh, access to justice, and this will yeah. lead to uh, individuals having greater access uh, it's a it's a it's a fascinating topic, um, and uh, there isn't a whole lot of actual real life experience. Uh, there have been other jurisdictions that have opened up the area, such as uh, Australia and the UK, and they've seen mixed results from that. So um, that's something that right now we're formulating our positions on, um, but we'll take issue on pretty much anything that comes along. For example, you probably heard. Uh, there was a, an incident in one of the courthouses where a, a lawyer yep. was arrested, um, and we, uh, on behalf of our members, 
uh, without taking a position on that particular case, uh, voice the view that, uh, that there needs to be great uh, restraint in terms of how the police deal with yeah. lawyers in the courthouse. So those are just two examples, but they come up pretty much every week. I think the OBA makes, oh, I don't know, uh, several hundred submissions to government and to the Law Society in a mm -hmm. given year, and uh, it's done through a collaborative process. We have uh, working groups that study things, and those uh, working groups include practicing lawyers, sometimes academics, uh, sometimes articling students, and even uh, law students, uh, depending on the issue. And one of the issues that uh, we looked at in great depth, and we had a great uh, deal of debate on was the whole uh, what do we do about articling? Yeah, and so we can talk about that another time. But those are some examples of uh, what the OBA does can, and, can, and how you can get involved with it. Can yeah. you talk a bit about the structure as well? So, uh, our understanding right now is that there are sections that are involved. So, there are what 37 or so sections in the OBA. So, is that just one part of the OBA and then there's many different other aspects as well that people get involved in? Well, the sections they have subject matter expertise. So, for example, um, I was involved with the civil litigation section, as I mentioned. There are other, all kinds of other ones. I mean, we have animal law sections. We have uh, immigration, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of different ones. We have a new one for uh, uh, children and youth justice. So those are probably the best uh, ways to start to get involved as a lawyer um, because you'll learn a lot about your practice area. You'll instantly meet people that are uh, practicing the same Mm -hmm. field as you, and uh, you'll increase your, your profile within the profession. That's when you're a lawyer. How can you get involved as a law student? Well, um, I, this is one thing that, uh, that really amazes me. We offer free membership to law students. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the take-up hasn't been great. And uh, Nick and I were talking about this on the way over. Uh, what I'd like to get across to people is that... Uh, there are tremendous benefits to law students and articling students and, and young lawyers in getting involved in the OBA. Um, it, 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 uh, it, it, well, first of all, it puts you in a room with a lot of lawyers who are at different stages of their career. Um, I mean, I met Nicholas. I suspect Nicholas will stay involved, and I'll probably know Nicholas in 15 or 20 years. And mm -hmm. when I'm retired, he'll probably you know, be very much involved in the association. And that's what we want. And there are huge benefits to it. And I want to emphasize, I was not a joiner when I was in law school. I wasn't a joiner when I was a young lawyer, as I said. I kind of just stuck to myself. Um, it's not a certain type of person that gets yeah. involved. It's just a person who recognizes that there are real distinct advantages at every stage in their career to getting involved in an organization like the, the OVA. Yeah. Uh, and the, more, the earlier you do it, the more comfortable you are in the environment. Uh, that was what kept me away for so long. I kind of thought, well, you know, I'll go to these meetings and everyone will know everyone else, mm -hmm. but they won't know me. Mm -hmm. And everyone there will be uh, somebody and uh, I'll be a nobody. And uh, it, was, uh, it was just in my mind. And I see that in some of the young people that start. And I want to make sure that they, that they realize that it, it is a welcoming place. Um, and it's a great, great springboard for your career whether you're in a big firm, yeah. small firm, or you're sole. Okay, let, let's make it, and Nick, maybe you can yeah, take this off. So let's make it dead clear exactly how a student can get sure. involved, and depending on what that way is, what the direct benefit is to the student. Absolutely. Uh, well, number one is to go to oba.org and sign up for your free membership. It takes literally two minutes. Uh, there's an online form that you fill out, and uh You'll, you'll receive your, your membership card in the mail a couple weeks later, and you're, you're good to go. Okay. Um, 
and as Dave, David mentioned, it's completely free. Um, there's, you're not going to get charged on your credit card or anything like that. It's, it's, it's free. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is to uh, peruse the website and, uh, or talk to myself um, or anybody else who's in the OBA and to find out what's going on. Um, the website is a great place to start because they list all of the, uh, the professional development programs that are, that are ongoing. Uh, many of those programs, if, if you know, if we want to get into the details about what is, is what's the advantage to students, uh, many of those programs are offered for free to students or at a discounted rate, uh, and so that gives a student an opportunity to uh, sign up and show up and learn a little bit about a, an area of the law that they might be interested in, but also meet some people that that are at different points in their career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one great way to get involved. The other one is to get involved with uh, the Young Lawyers Division. Um, the Young Lawyers Division, the east section in Ottawa, is probably the strongest in all of Ontario. Uh, Do you mean in terms of numbers? In terms of, well, not necessarily in terms of number, but in terms of the relationship they have together. Um, it's a very close group, a very supportive group, a very open and welcoming group of young lawyers that are at various stages of, of their career, um, but in, in the various early stages of their career. Mm-hmm. So it's great opportunity for students to meet people that are one or two year associates or that have just finished uh, going through that, that program. Um, and it's, it's a way to get to talk to them. It's a way to network. Uh, it's a way to get your foot into to a door somewhere and you never know where those connections can lead you. So that's number two. Uh, number three would be to uh, ask a, a chair of a committee or ask a, a member of a task force um, if they have any opportunities for you to volunteer your time. If it's two weeks or sorry, two hours a week doing research for the alternative business uh, structures that that the project that's been going on for for a little while now, uh, doing research about what the experience has been like in Australia, and then coming up with a little memo or, or a, a few short paragraphs about what you've found, they, I'm sure, would be open to that. Um, is it getting involved with a particular section that you're interested in? If it's entertainment law that you think you have an interest in, send an email or give a call to the, to the chair of that particular section and, and ask. I mean, I'm, I'm more than, than open to, to getting involved. Is there an event that is coming up that I can attend? Is there um, some opportunities that I can volunteer. I think taking that first step is huge for, for students to get involved. Um, there's lots of opportunities out there. You just have to find something you're interested in and, and take that first step. So I think those are three great ways to get involved. Sign up for your membership, uh, get involved uh, through the Young Lawyers Division, which you're automatically enrolled to when you sign up uh, for your student membership. Make those calls and, and emails and, and reach out to people that are, that are in the sections you're interested in. And attend events like professional development uh, because it gives you an opportunity to get face-to-face time with with lawyers at, at various stages of their careers, and that's how you get to meet people, and that's how you get yeah. to know to know the bar in Ontario, uh, in Ottawa, or wherever else you're going to be practicing. So it sounds like there are three key advantages that come come out of Phobia. One is networking opportunities with current lawyers who are out in the field. Second, and similar to that, is meeting like-minded people, meeting people who are maybe interested in the same issues as you might be interested in. Second is getting information about these issues by joining some of these sections, attending some of these events that take place so you're up to date on what's happening legally uh, in respect to those issues. And last one is possibly getting some kind of internship opportunities or volunteer opportunities by reaching out to people and uh, maybe linking up so that could even lead to future job opportunities with those individuals as well. 
So let's focus a bit on the third aspect of it. From both of your perspectives, how willing are people to actually bring on students early on, people that they meet in some of these events, and uh, what kind of opportunities that you have seen personally even uh, getting from uh, reaching out to these individuals? Well, it's, it's big time. Um, I think the various committees and task forces and uh, ongoing projects are very open to having students uh, be involved at, at various stages. I think a perfect example of that is as, as a student division executive member, we attend the fall council meeting in September, and that's on the Ontario Bar Association's sort of big meeting to uh, discuss what's going on in the, in the association and to sort of set the, the plan going forward for that year. Um, at that meeting, we were asked to uh, provide input for the LPP program. Uh, we were asked to provide input for the alternative business uh, solutions. I mean, we, we as students, our, our voices are valued at the Ontario Bar Association. We're not just sort of pushed to a corner and, and asked uh, every once in a while, what does a student think? And then that those suggestions or those comments get sort of pushed to the wayside. They get brought to the table, to the decision makers, uh, and I think that's really valuable to get your voice in right away. Um, yeah, and I'll, let me interrupt you for a second. Please. The Ontario Bar Association actively pursued Rishi and I in order to get in closer contact to the students that listen to our podcast. Exactly. So that, that, that's testament to the fact Absolutely. that, you know, Absolutely. those numbers were very valuable. Um, and, and that's, that's a great example. I think that's, that's what sets the OBA apart from other organizations is that they really, really, truly value the voice of, of and opinions of students. Because we're bored hearing about each other talk. That's what yeah. we're <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm half joking and half serious. I mean, yeah. we, uh, everything Nick said is, is true. Um, the other thing is, obviously, you, you people offer a different perspective from what, what we're used to hearing about. Um, you know, the idea of having a podcast in our, well, back when I was in law school, of course, that was impossible. Um, we're, we're keenly aware that the legal market is just shifting. Uh, you guys are living it. We're kind of experiencing it, and we're waiting for this big tsunami to hit us. Um, so you guys can bring in different perspectives. I would also say to that, it's, it's good at the beginning, and we also, I would also add that there's mentoring opportunities there for people mm -hmm. who, uh, who want to connect with some other lawyer. Um, and get some advice and have some, you know, coffee every every once in a while. Uh, that's a pretty successful program. Stay with it, join, get involved, stay, because at all levels of your career can help. When you get into, uh, when you become an associate at a firm, um, it's easy to retreat back into the conference. So like I joked about at the beginning, I thought life was great and I was at a big firm. Well, life changes. Uh, yeah. Big firms change. And your social network has to extend beyond the people that you see every day, the people that you practice with. And that's one thing that the OBA allows you to do. Um, and you'd be surprised how quickly you can become known. I was always uh, a bit put off by large organizations when I was a younger lawyer because I thought, my God, how long does it take to establish yourself, to get a reputation, yeah. to get a profile? Well, not as long as you think mm -hmm. because uh, there are a lot of people who belong there are some people who uh, actually contribute, and, uh, and and it's not that hard to uh, set yourself out from the crowd by volunteering to do a bit of that extra work and and mm -hmm. uh, do the research that Nick said or or uh, you know chair a program. Um, so that's one of the things I'm I'm particularly happy about. The other thing about the OBA is it's uh, 
it, it values diversity. It really uh, does not want to be seen as an old boys club. If it was back in the day, uh, it's because there were a lot of old boys who were lawyers. Yeah. Uh, but we certainly want to, to reflect the, the profession as it currently exists, not as it used to be. Yeah. This sound lets you know that a sponsored message is coming up. Rishi and I want to be transparent with you guys and make it clear when a message is from a sponsor. Chris, we recently learned something new about financing your legal education. We definitely did. We learned about the Scotia Professional Student Plan, something I wish I had known about three years ago when I started law school. Yeah, man, it's a neat program and has some unique benefits. It comes as a package, which includes a line of credit, credit card, and a checking account. Yeah, and it actually pays your monthly line of credit interest automatically using the money in your line of credit. It takes care of the interest payments for you. It's one less thing you have to worry about. And one more reason for you to focus on your contracts reading. Or maybe where to go out this Friday night. <laughs> That's true. To learn more about the Scotia Professional Student Plan, contact Greg Moore at gregA.moore at scotiabank.com. Or visit your local Scotiabank location where someone friendly will be happy to help you. So, I mean, the benefit is so clear for students. Differentiate yourself. Meet people. Learn. Meet, I mean, meet both students and legal professionals. So, like, why? Why aren't they doing it? What's, what's the, you know, what are the myths? What, what are the bars to entry here? I think for from the students that I've talked to um, here at the University of Ottawa and elsewhere in, in Ontario, um, it's it's that our message sort of gets lost in everything that's going on in the law school. Mm -hmm. um, I was at a uh, at the sort of club fair that we had in early September, and we're one table among fifty others that are are great organizations themselves. So I think um, that is a bit of a barrier. It's it's to reach the student. That initial sort of point of contact is, is hard to, to make. And I think for students that are, especially first years, that come into law school and, and are overwhelmed by the workload or, you know, it's a new experience for them, to add on something else um, yeah. is stressful to them. Uh, but the answer that I, I tell them for that one is that your, your membership in the three years or four years, if you're doing an alternative type of program, in law school is free. Um, there's nothing to lose. And so if you sign up for your membership on day one of coming into law school and you decide that that year you're too busy to get involved, that's okay. Um, maybe your second year you'll feel more comfortable to, to reach out and get involved. Uh, but the key is to add your voice by, by joining as a member. Um, and that way you're, you're going to get the communications that, that the OBA sends. And maybe one day you get an email of something that you're really interested in, in doing. Um, so that's the, the point of contact is, is number one. Um, number two is that they feel like the OBA um, may be an organization that law students don't really get involved with. It's not for law students. It's more for, for practicing professionals, um, which I'm happy to say that's not necessarily true. Um, we, like I mentioned, we the OBA values student input. Uh, there's lots of things for students to, to do uh, within the OBA, to, to attend events, to network, mm. to, to find a mentor, uh, to get experience. And so as much as, as the OBA uh, has a big part in, in practicing professionals' lives, uh, a, a law student can have a lot of fun and, and have a lot of great opportunities to get involved as well. Um, so those are, those are the two sort of, I think, biggest barriers to get involved. And, and I'll add to David's comments about 
the OBA being being a very inclusive and, and um, organization. This is an organization for, for your listeners that are part of the French program. Uh, this is a fully bilingual organization. Uh, we welcome French common law students uh, as, as much as we welcome English common law students. Um, and so I just want to Throw yeah. that out there. Thanks. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about attending those sessions because from a student's perspective, even this is some inhibitions that even I had. There's a session, I get the email from OBA because I, I joined OBA first uh, first year and I get the email saying this, say I joined immigration for instance, sure. right? There's an event taking place and the first inhibition in a student's mind is, sure I can go and sit there and get a lot of information but in terms of networking, these lawyers know so much more than I do as of this point in time and they probably know what the law is in regards to what's happening. So without me having to do a lot of research beforehand, uh, what am I going to add? Like, how am I going to start a conversation with a lawyer who's there? So if you have any tips on, for a student who's attending, what are some things a student can do to actually start that conversation with a lawyer who might be just sitting beside them in one of these events? It's, uh, it's easy. You walk up, you stick your hand out, you say, hi, my name is, and, uh, and uh, you say you're a student and you're interested in what they say. And, and it goes from there. Uh, it's as simple as that. You're you're yeah. you're there to learn, and and uh, people are flattered when, and this really holds true for just about any event, um, particularly networking events. Uh, just showing that you stand out from the crowd. How do you do that? You, you just walk up to somebody and start talking to them. Yeah. Uh, and the OBA. To go back to your question about why we don't have the same, uh, why do we don't we have the uh, the take up by the students? Um, we probably have some more work to do to, uh, uh, to reach out and to uh, make ourselves be known that we're not a big institution um, that only is relevant to people later on in their careers. And uh, I'm on the board and we've talked about how we can do this. Uh, it's a two-way street, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anyone who wants to pick up the phone and call us and say, I've got an idea. If you guys had called us with this idea, we would have been all over it. Um, I'm glad to hear that somebody actually had the initiative to call you because that's, that's exactly what we want to do more of. Um, we probably need to sponsor a few more events, buy some more beer for people. That always works for students. I, I, it's not that long ago, and uh, beer yeah. tickets, I think, uh, you know, basically gets you uh, a lot of support. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of turnout, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's so, true, but I think, like, the engagement. Yeah. That, that's so crucial. That's Absolutely. what I'm getting from both of you guys. Because yeah. there certainly is... Um, there, there's an overwhelm that every first-year law student experiences, and sort of, you know, I think we've already, we all hit the tipping point at some point during first year, so like that one more piece is just, mm -hmm. but like, I love what you say about just, just sign up, take the five minutes, and then take a step away. It can be totally passive until that point in second year when you need to meet somebody, and then you have the OBA as a, a conduit to facilitate Absolutely. that. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Chris. I think um, the chance you know, take a chance and, and, and just sit down for the five minutes and, and fill out that membership. And if it's not until your third year, or maybe it's a month away from the day that you sign up that you start getting involved, um, for us, it, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you're taking that, that first step and, and looking to, to get involved. If you're a person who's shy, uh, who isn't, you know, a social butterfly, uh, there are events that are marketed to students, uh, to articling students, to young lawyers, and those are the events that, that the ones that I've attended are, are the ones where you just, everybody in the room are students, or at least recent law students. So there's, there's that connection right away that um, you're not meeting with someone who's been a lawyer for 40 years and knows everything about insurance law. You're meeting with a young lawyer who's there because uh, they want to learn 
what they need to do to get to their first, once they get to their first civil litigation file. And that's the topic of the, the, the CPD session, is your first civil litigation file. And it's yeah. put on by the Young Lawyers Division. I love that. If you show up as awesome. a law student and you say, hi, my name is Nick. I think I'm interested in litigation. I'm not sure, hoping to learn a few things today. I guarantee you no one's going to turn around and, and ignore you. Everybody's going to be yeah. there to, to support you and to, to get to know you. So I, I, I've been to multiple uh, CPD sessions, both very specific in their, their topics, uh, where you're sitting beside a, a practicing lawyer of many years uh, who's equally as open to talk to you about uh, your experiences in law school. And a lot of times the conversation quickly uh, diverts to the good old days of when that person went to law school. Uh, but again... <laughs> You, you're going through the same process, and I think um, to have that support network and to have the people that are there willing to, to welcome you and to, to take you under their wings is, is really important as a student. That's a great example because if for a, like when you sign up, you start getting some of these emails, and you never know what you're going to be interested in because as soon as you know what events are taking place at least, then you can start enjoying joining them. So there's no harm in signing. There's no harm in signing up. It's completely free. And I just want to share one of my personal experiences, which was when I signed up, I actually didn't know how to sign up for a lot of the sections. So I called OBA, and there was some lady on the phone who was very, very helpful, and she, like, signed me up for everything that I needed to get signed up for, and she walked me through all the steps. And it actually just took me about three and a half minutes, and I got everything I needed in mail later on. So if anybody's having problems online, they can even, I'm sure, call up and uh, get all the help that they need from OBA's perspective. And I would also add to that, uh, at each law school, there's an OBA representative. Yeah. Uh, Nick is uh, an OBA representative from the U of O. Um, those are our ambassadors, and so if you have any questions, if you don't know who they are, contact the OVA, we'll tell you. Um, and if you, for example, if you wanted to have someone from the OVA come and speak at your law school, at an event, um, somebody will be there, somebody will talk about mm -hmm. it, and uh, uh, you know, it starts that way. And, and just one other thing that uh, Nick was saying about people who are a little shy. Um, we're all a little shy. I mean, it's, it, everybody thinks it's the other people who are the natural, uh, outgoing people. Uh, most people are shy, and what I found, myself included, uh, the more events I went to uh, from the OBA, the more comfortable I got just uh, just socializing with people mm -hmm. uh, in my profession. And, and it gives you a lot of confidence in your in your other aspects of life, although I'm finding that young people these days are, are, are just naturally more outgoing than we were at the <laughs> I don't know. Um, I love, you just made me think of something uh, in terms of a perspective of the OBA. So oftentimes as a law student, you're like, oh, I want to learn, I want to meet. And as a lawyer, you're like, I have knowledge and I could probably give it to someone. But it's hard for those two people to connect without there being some common bond. The podcast for us is a beautiful, you know, it's that middle thing. The OBA can be that middle thing for every law student in Ontario. Yeah. You know, you could reach out, like you're saying the speakers, man, sports law societies, you know, whatever your thing is, you know, access to justice groups, you need someone to come and talk at your event, oh, I'm an OBA member, who is the OBA person? Right there. Uh, at least that's going to get your email answered and you're going to, you know, have a common ground to open a conversation. Absolutely. But. And there are, there are structured programs within the OBA. There's a, there's a very structured mentoring program where you can sign up and, and be partnered up with, with a mentor um, I guarantee you, whatever your area of interest that you have, the OBA has a section, and those sections have members uh, that are interested in, in, in giving that knowledge that they have to students. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, if, 
if when you sign up to be a member of the OBA, you get access to the member-to-member -member directory online. And if you have an interest in sports law and you want to practice in Toronto, you can go on the member directory. You can search uh, some somebody who's in downtown Toronto practicing sports law. And if you want to send a cold email to say, you know, a brief introduction and can you meet up for coffee? That's that's totally possible. It's, mm -hmm. it's again, it's one of those advantages of putting those two yeah. people in contact. But that's members only that get access to that directory, yeah. right? Uh, yes, yeah. That that the directory where you'd be able to find all the contact information. Yeah. That's that's um, members only. Sure. Are there any more tools like that directory that members have access to that can, you know, facilitate there's, a lot uh, of this value that we're talking uh, about? Absolutely. There's a there's a bit of a job board as well that's available to members oh, yeah? uh, on the OBA website. Again, only available to members. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of opportunities for lateral movement for the the more uh, the, the listeners that are in practice are already um, opportunities for students to look for summer jobs uh, for volunteer internships opportunities. Those get posted on the the online job board that are available to our members online. So we have a one so one question that we we have heard a lot of students come back with is, you know, you go to a lot of these networking events or you go to one of these events and you meet somebody very exciting and you send them an email right after that. It was great meeting you and whatnot. How do you maintain that relationship over a number of years? How do you continue that conversation? Maybe you're not doing an internship with them, but you still want to be in touch with them. So what are some things that students can do to stay in touch with professionals that they met maybe first year of law school? Go to the events. Go to the, go to the CLE programs. You'll usually come across these people two or three times, uh, and you're not going to stay in touch with everybody. Um, but uh, being involved in an organization, and the OBA is big. Um, you know, in, in some of the other provinces, their their associations are two, three thousand members, of which you might get fifty at an at an event. It's very easy to network in those in those environments. In Ontario, yeah, it's a bit bigger. You have to show a bit more commitment. You have to stay with it a little bit more. Um, staying with it is probably the answer to most of these things, but uh, it doesn't take that long to get known. I do want to mention there are a couple of programs coming up in Ottawa as well um, that uh, people can come out to. And Nick, do you want to talk a bit about uh, what's coming up? There's a, um, uh, just on this coming Monday, the OBA is hosting an outreach event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on Monday, the OBA has Monday, February 23rd, um, and I, I'm not sure if some of the listeners, it may be too late, but uh, just to give you an idea of the type of events that, that the OBA has. So on the 23rd, there's an outreach event in Ottawa um, at the, the borderland near Gervais, the BLG offices in downtown Ottawa. And it's put on by the OBA's Young Lawyers Division as well as the uh, Women's Lawyers Forum. And that's a, a networking event that's targeted to uh, women in the profession, uh, including obviously female law students. Um, of course, everybody's welcome, but it's, uh, that's the, the key for that event is, is to put together uh, women. And I believe it is, uh, they're having a, a keynote speaker, and it's Janet Fuhrer who will be giving the, um, the keynote mm -hmm. speaker. And she's, she's a really, uh, really great, great person to me, for sure, in, in the community. Um, there's, uh, I have a few events marked down as well and um, that are a little bit later on, um, including... The career connections for the U Ottawa students that's yeah. coming up next week. The OBA will have a booth there, so anybody who wants to, to come up and, and give us a chat. Um, the Young Lawyers Division, uh, as well as the Student Division, so myself and my French common law colleague Jessica Smith are working together uh, to put on a war museum tour. And so that's um, 
going to be either on March 12th or the 26th. We haven't nailed down the dates, but we'll keep the students well aware of, of when those details come in. And so that's going to be a really cool opportunity for students to get, to get together with young lawyers. Um, we're going to tour the, the War Museum. We're going to have a private tour. And then we're going to walk over to the Mill Street Brew Pub, have a couple of drinks, uh, have a nice chat. And again, key there is, is networking and get to know each other. Um, another event in Ottawa that's coming up a little bit later is, is on April 22nd. Um, there's a, a continuing professional development or, or CLE, continuing legal education event, uh, called the Effective Administrative Tribunal Practice. That's put on by the Young Lawyers Division uh, in collaboration with the Administrative Law Section. So that's, again, a little bit more topic-specific, but if that's your area of interest, mm -hmm. that's a great event to go to. And what, sorry, just to stop, uh, just to uh, yeah. pause you there for a second, what we'll do is we'll take all of that information just for our listeners and we'll put it in the show notes as well Absolutely. for the podcast, just uh, so you don't have to take yeah. notes right now as he's speaking. Yeah, and, and, these, and these events are on the OBA website. If you go to oba.org, uh, there's one of the tabs um, that will bring you to the uh, the professional development programs, and there you can search all the programs that are offered um, in Ontario, in any other province, by the Canadian Bar Association. So it's a really great tool to get to know what's going on. I know some of your listeners uh, are are uh, situated elsewhere other than Ottawa, so I do have a couple of events in Toronto to mention. Um, on the 26th of February, there's an event again by the the Young Lawyers Division called the Nuts and Bolts of Investment uh, in the Canada Review. And so that's a, a really great event for, for those who are interested in investment law. Um, there's an event, again, by the Young Lawyers Division. So that's going to be a great opportunity to get to know uh, some, some, younger, uh, some younger people in, in the association called Your First Civil Trial. That's in Toronto on March 6th. Uh, there's another one, Your First Franchise Law Client. Uh, that's on March 10th, again, in Toronto. Um, and for those who are in London, Ontario, on March 26th, there is uh, a session called Insight from the Bench, Practical Advocacy Tips for Young Lawyers. So again, Young Lawyers Division, very active. And so those are some of the highlights that I thought students might be interested in in different cities, and we'll have that information up on, on the sure. podcast website. Yeah, nice. That's Thanks great. I, and I do love how practical a lot of those Yeah, absolutely. Are. It's, it's a great opportunity for students to get away from the theoretical um, sort of dense material of law school that we all love and get, our, get your hands on, on the very practical uh, aspect of practicing law. Sure. And you never know what kind of opportunities will arise from you just attending one of these events. You never know who you're going to run into run into you, and uh, whether maybe your next job can come out of that. Good. All right, guys. Any uh, yeah parting comments, words of wisdom? Yeah, I think David, do you, do you have a couple of other events that you want to uh, throw out there? I think we've covered them off. Um, again, just wanted to you know say that obviously uh, there are a lot of a lot of demands on people, a lot of stresses on students these days. I understand the, the concern about landing the, the, you know, the summer job, the articling job. Um, it seems to have gotten more intense over the years, but uh, the OBA is an important ally and uh, doesn't take a lot of time out of your practice, and I think uh, you'll get back more than you'll give. Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot, gentlemen, for uh, taking this time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks. A lot. This is The Law School Show.